You're listening to Pixels in Flesh, an Anderson Dexter novel, written and read by M. Darusha Wayne. For more information, visit darusha.ca. Chapter 7 Annabelle had gone to work, after making it abundantly clear that she was not ready to talk about what she was going to do about the way her job had been changing. Dex knew not to push it, but he couldn't help feeling frustrated. For all her black hat skills, Annabelle was his ethical touchstone, and it was troubling to see her in a situation that was compromising. It wasn't his call, though, so he kept his mouth shut. He hadn't magically come up with a solution to the S-Wu problem overnight, and a quick scan of his squad's bulletin didn't give him anything interesting to dig into. Given everything else going on, he couldn't get excited about the online equivalent of noise complaints. He swiped past the first few outstanding items and marked himself as offline. He shot a quick message to Biagini's team offering help. He knew it wasn't entirely within procedure, but he doubted anyone would mind, and he was fairly certain that an extra set of eyes wouldn't be turned away. He wasn't wrong. He was getting dressed when a system pinged. I saw you've got some free cycles. It was Jamie Aristo. I could use a hand on a burglary not far from you if you're up for it. Dex felt a familiar streak of excitement, and noticed that it had been a while since he'd felt that way. I'm up for it, he answered, a grin spreading across his face. Send me the details and I'll meet you there. Dex knew that it was probably an indication that there was something not entirely right with him that he got excited about a burglary. But ever since he'd been assigned to the M-City squad, he'd missed the stink and grime of handling cases in the physical world. He knew he was good at M-City work. Maybe it was his unique combination of being entrenched in the online community while not completely buying into it as a legitimate lifestyle. He was, as some religious people he'd once encountered described it, in the virtual world, but not of the virtual world. Whatever it was, Dex hadn't felt this energized by a job in a long time. He didn't even know what it entailed. It could be a boring, open-and-shut case. But as he walked along the Rue Liberté to the address Jamie had sent him, he was filled with a sense of anticipation. A part of him wondered why that feeling didn't evaporate when he reached the small shop where Jamie was talking with a visibly angry woman. The shop was one of those hole-in-the-wall, sell-a-little-of-everything places that appear to be independently owned and operated, but are actually a branch of one or another of the major retail firms. This was a techloid operation, based on the brands in the window or former window, since it had been smashed. Dex left Jamie to the irate shopkeeper, and examined the shards of glass under the frame. Or, as it turned out, not glass, some kind of cheap polymer. Unlike Dex's old hometown in America, many of the buildings in Nice still had some of the ancient architectural touches. Dumb glass, plaster walls, wood that actually came from a tree. This wasn't one of them, though. The window was a recent addition, made of the cheap but durable polymers favored by most construction fabricators. So, how did these thieves break it? Polymer glass wasn't indestructible by any means, but unlike old-fashioned glass, you couldn't just throw a rock through it. It took a specialized tool, and if you were the kind of thief who had a toolkit, surely you'd be able to pick the lock. Dex caught Jamie's eye as he made his way over to the shop's door. The woman was still going on about the inconvenience, obviously an employee. Dex gave her an understanding smile and slipped into the shop, while Jamie explained his presence. This is a colleague of mine, they said. Oh, great, the employee said, sighing dramatically. Just what I need. More people stomping through here, making even more of a mess. 
If we aren't open for trading, I don't get paid. But no one else is going to clean this up. Or is that what your colleague is here to do, eh? Dex shot Jamie a sympathetic look, but didn't stick around to help. He confirmed his suspicion that the lock hadn't been damaged. It wasn't that great a model, so someone with the right tools could have opened it without leaving a trace. But given the state of the window, that didn't seem likely. Dex scanned the shop and felt a pang of sympathy for the woman haranguing Jamie. It was a disaster in there. Boxes and bags were strewn about the floor, more than a few of which had been slashed open, their contents dumped everywhere. Something liquid had been added to the mix, making a slurry of who-knows-what on the floor. There was a discernible trail of destruction leading from the window, to the main shop aisle, to the chiller, then back toward the door. It was going to be a real challenge just to figure out what they took. Dex guessed that head office wouldn't even bother discerning between what had been stolen and what was destroyed. It was all spillage either way. Dex stopped and looked around the shop. It was a mess, certainly, and much of the inventory had been wrecked. But there was still plenty of stock on the shelves, and the two smaller aisles looked like they hadn't even been touched. Roughly comparing the empty shelves and the mess on the floor, Dex wondered if the robbers had even taken anything. Which would mean that robbers wasn't entirely accurate. Vandals was the better term. And if it was vandals, they certainly went to a lot of trouble. Waiting until the store was closed, bringing a special glassbreaker. If they just wanted to wreck up the joint, they could have walked in at any time, wreaked their havoc, and run away. The employee appeared to have run out of steam because Jamie joined Dex in the store. This is some mess, they said, prodding a pile of shrimpy snacks bags with a toe. I get why Lisa's pissed. Jamie jerked their head toward the door, where the employee was leaning against the wall, staring into the middle distance. Online. Any chance this is about her? Dex asked. Jamie frowned, and Dex explained. I'm not convinced that whoever did this was after goods. There's plenty of decent stuff still here, and this is probably more of a problem for her personally than anything else. You think it could be a personal revenge thing? Jamie asked. That would make more sense than anything else, but you saw the window, right? Dex nodded. That was a pro job. Or, at least, it's not a civilian job. Whoever did this had to have access to a glassbreaker. Construction? Jamie shrugged. Could be, I suppose. They ran a hand over their short-cropped hair and sighed. I guess I'm going to have to talk to Lisa some more. I can take it if you want. Sort of a good cop, other, different, but also good cop kind of thing? Jamie barked a short laugh and nodded. Thanks. I'll get what I need from the scene. They closed their eyes for a moment. And thanks again for helping out. It's been... They took a breath and let it out slowly, as if performing a meditation or an anxiety reduction technique. It's been busy. This is our third incident I've been to today. Dex actually checked the time on his display. When did your day start? Midnight? Jamie shook their head. Thankfully, no. But the morning has been pretty full on. It was all starting to swim together, if you know what I mean. Sure thing, Dex said. You get your CSI on and I'll talk to... Lisa. Got it. Dex gave Jamie's shoulder a squeeze and turned to head out the door. Good cop. Other, different, but also good cop. No problem. So this is now my fault? That's not what I'm saying at all. Dex was using his best, make the other person comfortable voice, but it didn't seem to make a difference. Lisa was already angry, and any little thing which could contribute to that feeling was going to set it off. And Dex had set it off with a bang. Oh, really? 
Do I know of anyone who might have a grudge against me? Who might decide that trashing the store is a good way of getting back at me? How is that not my fault? Well, Dex started, but Lisa wasn't done yet. What do you think is going to happen if this comes back on me? You think my boss is going to say, well, you couldn't know that some jerk-off you turned down in a date room would trash your workplace to get back at you, so we'll just pay you overtime for cleaning it all up. Oh, and here's a promotion for your trouble? Not fucking likely, is it? No, the much more likely scenario is that I'll get fired. If I'm really lucky, they won't dock the cost of the lost inventory from my last pay. So you really think I'd tell you if I thought someone was doing this to completely fuck me over? Because that's exactly what this has done, by the way. She ran out of steam, but Dex didn't have a good response. She was probably right about everything she'd said. He'd heard of worse things happening to employees after a break-in. Retail staff were easy to come by. There was no incentive for an employer to take a chance on someone who might be bringing trouble, however inadvertently. Look, he said, finally, I get it. And I'm not going to make you put yourself in a bad position. But I don't work for your boss. He looked into the shop toward where Jamie was taking a video. Neither of us do. This is a techloid shop, right? Lisa nodded. They might send their own security eventually. It probably depends on the loss amount. That's how it usually works. Anyway, they'll do their own investigation, and you'd be right to keep your mouth shut if you think it's someone who's out for you. But if you do think you know who it is, and you want something to be done about that... Dex gave her a serious look, and he could see that the message was getting across. All the anger seemed to flow out of Lisa's body, and it looked like it was all that had been keeping her going. She slumped against the wall, and Dex wondered if she was going to stay upright. She did, if only barely. Sorry I've been such an asshole. It's okay, Dex said, then glanced into the shop. It's a shit show in there. That made her laugh, but it died out quickly. I'm going to be cleaning it up for hours, but I can't afford to get fired, so... She shrugged. Look, I honestly don't know of anyone who'd do this to me. I really don't think that's what this is, but who knows, right? I... If I hear about anything, I'll let you know, okay? Dex nodded. If this was a revenge play, whoever it was would probably want to get a gloat in. He had to admit that it was the most likely way they'd find out who did it. Otherwise, these kinds of cases remained unsolved more often than not. Jamie joined them out in front of the shop. I've got everything I can get, they said. And you? Dex shook his head. Lisa's going to let us know if anyone gets in touch, but it's a long shot. If you're done, I've got to get started on that, Lisa said, looking forlornly at the mess in the shop. Go ahead, Jamie said. You've got something to cover the open window? Yeah, there's spare polyglass in the back. It's just another thing on my list. She sighed and trudged into the store, the door sliding closed behind her. You've been listening to Pixels and Flesh by M. Darusha Wame. For more information about this and the other Anderson Dexter books, visit darusha.ca. Thanks for listening.